Hello, hello. Wait, I, I don't even know if we're recording. Yes, now we're recording. So hello, hello. My name is Diana Kaufman. I'm an independent educational consultant in Caracas, Venezuela. And today I have as a very um, honored guest, Carla Magdalene. And she has a podcast by the name of Wonder and Wellbeing. I am so excited, Carla, to have you here. Welcome. How are you? I'm very well, Diana. Thank you so much. And I love the way you say my name. It sounds so much better when you say it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. How do other people say it at this point? Uh, I don't know. You just said it so beautifully that oh, well, it just makes you. me love it well. more. <laughs> That's wonderful. So, Carla, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and uh, about the wander and well-being so that our listeners can, you know, get to know you a little better, please. Okay, well, where can I start? First of all, I think first and foremost, I say I'm a mom, because that's what I am first. That's the yes. first thing I think about as my children and everything I do is all about them. Um, and then myself, and it kind of switches between me first and them first, it depends on the day um, and what's going on with my well-being. And I'm also a long time teacher. I've lost count of the number of years that I've been educating now. It's around 15. Um, I stopped counting around 15. Um, so I've been doing it since I was very young. Um, I taught my own daughter to read when she was about three and a half years old, um, back in the days in the 90s. And that gave me a kind of love for education. Um, and I, ha I had two children when I was very young and I wanted to balance looking after them with um, working. I wanted to have a job and a career so I went into education um, and I went into specialising in special education so children with learning problems that was my passion um, and also what I was good at I just understood them and I had a lot of patience for kids with behaviour problems and social problems and things like that so I've been doing that for a long time. I also love teaching literacy and language reading specifically um, to children who are dyslexic and things like that. So that's what I've been doing for the last 15 plus years. And recently I started my own business um, providing services for parents and educators around the same areas really, um, helping them with their own well-being first and any issues that they're facing with their children or with their students in relation to learning um, and learning problems specifically. Okay. And also that's where the podcast came into it. I started the podcast to kind of build um, a community where people could listen, you know, for advice and information and resources and also talk about some of the issues. Um, I wanted to bridge the gap between parents and educators in schools because they face a lot of the same issues, but they don't always get to communicate. Um, so that's what it was all about, really. And it's, it's still a baby. I'm still building and, you know, connecting everything. Um, but it's a lot of fun. I'm really enjoying it. It certainly sounds like it. And, and I love what your purpose is, is to connect the educators and the parents, uh, you know, with this issue. Because being, being a teacher myself, of course, I find the learning uh, situations quite often. And one of the major issues is nobody will talk about the elephant in the room. So, you know, the fact that you are creating this awareness is so important. Uh, because parents don't want to hear about it, the kids don't want to hear about it, and of course the educators don't want to hear about it in general because it, ca it causes a lot of problems within the structure of, of a school unless you have people who really believe in this and create 
departments to take care of that. So that I like very, very much. Congratulations. I mean, uh, it's, it's, a, it's an important thing to do is to create uh, awareness. And uh, what do you remember most about your college years? Um, I remember very much trying to juggle learning with being a mom because I went to college as a mature student um, and a single parent to two little girls. Um, and so I, I remember having like a, a sort of memory that I wish I'd gone earlier. I felt like I didn't really get the full um, college experience. But then in some ways I could see that that was a benefit as well because I was very focused when I went to university. I had to get my degree and I had to get it as fast as possible with, with as little partying <laughs> as possible. And that was different, you know, from if I'd gone when I was young. Um, and I definitely knew what I wanted. I knew which subject I wanted, which is also different from a lot of young people. Um, I knew what I was good at and I knew that I was going to study something that I enjoyed. Um, I also remember just being grateful for my daughters and how well behaved they were. They, they just, they went with me to lectures for two years of my degree um, and they sat in the lecture hall at the back um, and were super well behaved after school as well and they would do their homework. So I remember being really grateful that they were just well behaved and I could actually study um, and get my work done because it was, it was a challenge. Um, and I think, Go ahead, go ahead, sorry. Yeah, I think one of my biggest memories as well is the fact that I had my house burgled. Um, right at the end of my degree, um, my house was robbed when I was at work and my laptop was stolen. And I learned a life lesson on why you don't store your dissertation and all your years research for your degree on your laptop because I lost everything. Um, and so that was, I think, three or four months before the dissertation was due. My whole years of research for my degree had been stolen and I literally had to start all over again collecting information and, and go to I was working at a school at the time and I remember I had a lot of papers that were kind of hard copy and I had to go and transcribe and, and do all sorts of things I really had to work my butt off <laughs> and you got it degree. done and you got I it did. done because you graduated congratulations but that yeah. was a bummer for sure that's awful yeah, that oh was my, my memory from university. <laughs> yes, not a good one, that one. <laughs> yeah. The idea, though, of your two little girls sitting up in the lecture hall and while well, you were in class and they were doing their homework, that is adorable. Yeah, you they know? were awesome. They That's were fantastic. Really awesome. Yeah, fantastic. I really like that. <laughs> um, and uh, who, who were your best teachers or did you have one favorite teacher, uh, whether it was uh, during high school or, or during your... Uh, or or during college? I did, I had a couple actually. My English and secondary, my secondary English and history teachers were my favorites. I loved those subjects um, and the teachers really, they encouraged me. Um, and I wasn't incredibly bright at school. I didn't enjoy all subjects or achieve equally in all of them. I achieved really well in subjects where language or understanding about people was involved. Um, but they really built my confidence in those two subjects and they emphasized the fact that I could use those for my future. Um, you know, so I really remember those two teachers really encouraging me a lot and giving me, you know, a lot of confidence in my strengths. Yeah. That's fantastic because then you remember it from that time and not from college. That, that's interesting too, you know. Yeah. 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 Amazing. Um, 
And also, uh, what would you recommend to the incoming first year students to university? I would say very much choose something that you really are into, um, whether that's into in terms of your interests or into in terms of your talents or skills and strengths. Um, because sometimes we're into things for different reasons. Um, and being passionate about what you're doing and having an engaged level of, you know, a high level of engagement in it is really important because you've got to stick it out, you know, and you're going to come across problems and hurdles like I did. So at least if it's something that you really want and not something your friends are doing or something you think is going to make you a lot of money or something like that, it's really important for you to like it and to know what you're doing it for, you know, is there a balance between what you're doing and what you're good at and what the world needs? you know, because also what the world needs is very important. Um, it's no good choosing a subject that the world doesn't need um, unless it's for the future and you can kind of predict that they're going to need it. You know, but I think that's really difficult now to do that, so. Yeah, um, that's an important point to choose something that the world needs because of course we know it's important to have a passion, it's important to do something that, you know, that really uh, moves you and all that and to choose something that is important for the world is a very good point. Very good point. I like that. I hadn't thought of it that way. So yeah, we can see that now, can't we, with what's happening in the world. Um, yeah. Lots of jobs are really good jobs, but the world just doesn't need them at the moment. Um, and so unfortunately, they become, it becomes really difficult to keep or get a job in those fields because they're just higher demands. That's um, right. So I think you always have to keep that in mind when you're choosing you know, a subject to study. You can always just study for the, the passion or just for the interest, but then you have to have a backup plan for what you're going to do for an income, don't you, later on? Yes, yes, absolutely, absolutely. And um, how do you see education in the, in the future or how would you like to see it? Oh, that's a good one. Um, I would like to see more real um, learning authentic learning, authentic learning in the sense that it has a lot to do with what the world needs and where the world is going um, in practical terms rather than just theory and ideas. I think that we've, we've run the course of theory and ideas um, and a lot of those haven't materialized into things that the world, solutions, real world solutions. So I'd love to see school focus on that and give kids a, a chance early on to have that real world relevance in their learning. Um, and I think online learning will be, will be huge um, in the coming years. We've seen that in the last few months um, where without online learning, a lot of kids' education around the world would have just stopped. Um, and so I think we've had a lesson in the last few months about what works and what doesn't work in online education or distance education. Um, and it's given us a lot to think about in terms of where we could go next. So I think that that will be a big thing. I think technology, robotics, AI, and all of that's going to be huge um, in the coming years as well um, to prepare um, the future generation, I think, for the workforce and for new skills that they're going to need to have um, to compete and to function in the world that's coming next. Yes, and it's, it's, a, it's a different mindset also to how you teach and how they learn online which has been, you know, one of the issues these past months. And I think, as you say, learning will have to, and teaching will have to change completely. And, and so that whatever is needed can, you know, get across to the students so, so that they do 
go into this world with, with whatever it is that they, that they need. But of course, being coming from online, it's like you say, wow, you know, I mean, sure, they've been able to go on right now, but what, where does it go from now on? I mean, this is where I think that the change will come, as you were saying, you know, all this, uh, the, the um, robotics and all that. So we'll see, we'll see, but definitely it is a different world, De completely different. Um, so what keeps you motivated? Um, my children, um, my own children, also the children when I teach, they keep me motivated sometimes when I'm really tired and I don't want to do things or I don't want to prepare or whatever. I just picture their faces or, you know, I remember things that they say and, and I feel I, I get perked up. Um, and my children, they drive me because I have to be an example to them. Um, so again, when I'm not feeling like doing things in the best way or being that good person one more day, <laughs> I just, I just want to <laughs> flop on the couch and eat junk food that I, I picture them and watch my example and that gets me motivated to do something a bit better i still have those days but you know they'll get me moving eventually so yeah right. that's my that, biggest motivation that's wonderful it's a wonderful motivation for sure <laughs> and tell me about an aha moment um 40 years old <laughs> turning 40 years old was my aha moment um i think you just you realize so much at that age and, and I don't know if it's a cliche or a stereotype or whatever but I fit it perfectly because it definitely happened to me um, and I just I just seemed to get everything it was like life just clicked you know at that age it was like I know who I am what I want what I should be doing what I shouldn't be doing um, and I know that I'm okay as I am and I can just get on with doing the job you know and not trying to make a new person uh, or be what society or people around me want me to be. Um, so I would say that in life, that getting to that age was an aha moment for me, definitely. That's fascinating. I'd never, you know, seen it or even heard anybody say that, you know, turning 40 made it such a, a huge uh, change. And it's fantastic. I love it. Very nice. Very nice. All right. Um, so uh, what inspired you to enter into education? Being a young mum, I think was my biggest, but also I think my success in life I, in childhood was definitely in school. I loved school when I was a child. I hated the summer holidays, the Easter holidays, the every holidays, even the weekends, I hated it because I felt so disconnected from where I loved being, which was school. Um, and so I think that that love of school was one reason. Um, and just the routine, I love the routine of school, the summer holidays, when you get new clothes and it's time to go back, the excitement and all of that. I loved that week before school, but the rest of the summer holidays were, I just felt like they were too long. Um, so when, also when I had my children, um, I wanted a job that fit around them. And I had put off going to university because I was a young parent. And so that gave me a chance to see what I was really like and how I really lived before I went into a career. And I remember realizing that they needed me to be there with them when it was the summer holidays and things like that. So I couldn't do what I was doing before, which was administration jobs. Um, and I had planned to go into business and be a secretary and things like that. But when I realized that it wouldn't fit around my kids and I would have to do childcare and get, you know, spend my salary paying for someone else to look after them, I didn't want to do that. So I changed stream and I went into education. 
Um, and I really loved it. I felt like it would help me as well with being a young parent. I didn't really know how to look after kids because I was so young. So I felt like if I studied about children, I would learn things and I would be better, you know, as a mom. So it was a number of things, all of those. And it, has it turned out to be so? So has education really turned out to be what you expected it to, to be? Oh, yeah, definitely. Definitely. I love it. I love the idea of just growing and learning all the time. And it's, it's become a habit for me. It's not just um, teaching and helping and educating others. It's also learning continually. I'm always learning, always improving myself and doing courses and reading and things like that. So I just love that world, you know, the world of learning. And do your children also love the world of learning? Are they as enthusiastic as you are? Yes. Kind of. They're not um, so much into formal education. My daughters are very against formal education. They're very practical. They like to learn hands-on um, and they like to learn and make money at the same time because they just see that as practical and making sense. My son is quite studious, but he's more of a scientific type of child. So he loves experiments and he's all into STEM and Lego and you know, exploring and making rockets and things like that. So yeah, they are, they love learning. You know, they are not anti-learning, but they're not great fans of formal schooling. Um, you know, they've taken quite alternative routes um, in their learning. My son is homeschooled um, and he has spent some time in formal schooling, but he just didn't thrive there because it didn't match his needs. Um, and the same with my daughters. They've kind of learned by exploring, doing a course, finding they don't like it, quitting, doing another one. You know, so, yeah, they do in a different way from the traditional sense. That's wonderful that, that, you, that you actually allow that, you know, because sometimes parents say, no, you have to go this road or you have to go that road. But the fact that you, that you do have the, the, the uh, I guess, preparedness to allow them to investigate and to learn in different ways, you know, and, and I agree with your children. I mean, sometimes the, the whole school system does not help at all and it, it doesn't support the students in, in whatever, whether it's their interests or, you know, or anything else. So that's, that's fabulous. I mean, I think they're very lucky to have you as a mom. <laughs> Sometimes it can be scary though. You do have to have a lot of faith. When I, with my daughters, they both dropped out of school in grade 10. Um, and if I'm honest, I would have taken them out in grade eight because um, I saw a shift in the way that they were dealing. And I knew that they pretty much got everything they could get out of school. And I just wish that the world would know that sometimes kids need something different. And it's, I think it's beginning to happen. Um, but it was difficult for a time because they'd been so conditioned in this formal school environment that their self-esteem was really affected when they didn't succeed, you know, in the traditional way of succeeding. When you get that certificate that says you failed math or you failed science, physics, whatever it is, which is a really complex subjects at that age. Kids often, because they're already in that kind of turmoil at that age group, you know, teenagers, oh. they read that as you are a failure, not you failed a subject, you know. So it was really difficult. I had to do a lot of work with them and a lot of um, challenging days, you know, a lot of pizzas, a lot of TVs and movies and things like that to get them through um, to the other side where they realized that they were educated. And now they had to decide what to do with that education, which, you know, which line to go down. Um, but it wasn't easy. It was really, it had, was really challenging on some days and for weeks on end, sometimes we'd be worrying about what was going to happen next. Um, so yes, yeah, the challenge well, sometimes. Yes, it's a, not only a challenge, it's a huge risk. 
you know, because you're so out of the box that you, and, and you don't have any guidelines, you know, where am I going with this? And uh, so you were really, you created uh, new paths for your children, but you know, you were doing it. Who's, who was there behind you to, to support that, you know? So I can understand mm. that it was a huge challenge and a huge risk, but it's turned out very well. <laughs> yeah, it's going good. I think being a special education teacher helps because you know that there's always a B and if there's not a B, there's a C and you, you yeah. figure it out. You know, there's always another way, but you just need someone to support you and guide you through finding those ways and knowing that it's okay for it not to be perfect the first time. Very true. Very true. Very interesting. This is fascinating. And tell me about a, a fascinating book you're reading. Um, you know, I read several books at once sometimes. I dip in and out of them. But I, the last few days, I've been trying to read some fiction just to, to have some downtime mentally. Um, so I'm reading a book called The Girl Who Takes an Eye for an Eye. Um, and I, I actually love it. It's, it's quite interesting. It's engaging and it's keeping my attention. Um, and it's all about a young girl. It's in a series. Um, it's from the the girl with the dragon tattoo kind of series. Oh, oh! Is it yeah. the same author? Is it by the yeah. same author? Oh, it's the same author. Um, yeah, and I just he's excellent. It. Yeah, he's brilliant. Um, yeah, and so I find the story quite engaging. It's about a, a troubled young woman who's troubled for a reason, you know, because of her childhood. Um, so I find that fascinating. It's kind of, it, it's funny because I, I tend to choose fiction that always relates to children and problems somehow. And I don't, I don't do it on purpose. Just, it just happens. Um, so it's kind of related to my work. Um, but it is like fictional. So I'm enjoying that. And I'm yeah. trying to stick with that. I was reading one before that called Hyper Focus by Chris Bailey. But the irony was I couldn't, I couldn't focus. <laughs> I really got bored of it. Uh, I've tried to read it a few times, but it just wasn't working. So I don't know if that's a sign or what. Well, you're also going through major changes right now. So maybe to get into hyper-focus, you know, was a little bit too much. Maybe it's something for later and, and you know, but this, this uh, sounds very interesting. A girl who takes an eye for an eye. I'll, I'll definitely, you know, look for it because I like him as an author. So, yeah. yeah. Wonderful. Um, and would you like to talk about any upcoming projects that you're planning? Because since you're, you know, changing countries and so many things are changing. So is there, would you like to talk about any upcoming projects? Yeah, there's so much that I'm working on at the moment. I'm, I'm trying to kind of keep an idea book um, where I decide which of the ideas I'm working on because I, I have a tendency to lose attention and go all over the place working on too many tasks at once. Um, but what I'm really working on at the moment, I'm kind of building my website and making sure that it's a really good place where parents can come and get, um, teachers can come and get advice, they can find good links, you know, they can contact me easily, I've been doing that and I've really enjoyed the process of building the website myself um, and just learning the skills of building the website and I feel a lot more connected um, to clients and people when I build things myself because I'm thinking about them when I'm doing it rather than getting someone else to do it um, and I've just got my subscription service kind of ready um, it's not launched yet but I'm, I've been working on that as well a lot um, taking feedback from parents and teachers about what kind of services they need um, and I was planning this before COVID actually from last year um, but when COVID hit, I had to go back, like a lot of people who are doing businesses and building things, we had to reassess what was going to be needed. 
um, the courses that I'm building for parents and teachers, I've had to edit, you know, some of the chapters and things like that on those um, to make sure that they're really getting what they need for the change in society. Um, lots of people will face challenges in the coming months um, in relation to their well-being and their kids' well-being that we didn't think about before when we were building services for parents and educators. You know, it's a whole different ball game now, isn't it? Totally. So I'm building that, you know, parent and teacher online courses is something that I'm kind of hacking away on at the moment um, and enjoying that. And just engaging with as many parents as I can and educators through social media, through different groups, you know, through LinkedIn, um, really booking good guests for the podcast as well so that parents and teachers can get some quality um, things to listen to when they're stuck indoors. You know, there's just, there's so little about education. Um, that's what I find. Um, and that's what's so awesome about what you're doing and what I'm doing, because there is a huge gap there. It's like, people forget, you know, that we need to talk about education. <laughs> talk about everything else, don't we? Um, but education is like that. Oh, it just happens in schools kind of thing. And um, everybody, and that, you know, the universities take care of it. You know, the, the schools take care of it. So, you know, why talk about it? Somebody yeah. else is taking care of it. And it turns out that, no, we need to talk about it because it is changing and it has been changing for a while. But again, nobody wanted to see the elephant in the room. I'm not going to talk about that, you know. This is, you know, so it's, this is good. This is good, you know. So maybe if there'll be enough of us out there talking, things will change much faster than, than we've seen them change until now. You know? Yeah, I think that will definitely accelerate things. I think conversations always start with two people. Um, and even if there isn't two, just talk to yourself. That's what's great about podcasting. <laughs> just talk to yourself. Um, and eventually you'll get someone joining you. Um, so yeah, I enjoy, I'm enjoying what I'm doing and just working. All my projects are built around what parents and teachers tell me and my experiences that I've had as a parent, um, as a young parent, as a parent trying to, you know, keep educating themselves and keep developing so that you can be better as a parent and educator. So it makes it more real, it's more authentic rather than just being, you know, a, a so-called specialist somewhere that's just making things up in their head based on research. Um, it's much better for me that way. And I think it's making a lot of communication with parents easier. Um, I find just based on my own experience, they're more likely to um, work with me to build things as well, rather than you know, just someone who doesn't know and doesn't know their experience. That's wonderful. I really uh, congratulate you on, on your future projects. And I know that you will be very, very um, successful because it is something that is so needed and, and especially the hands-on approach, which is, is really, you, you're, you're good at that. I mean, it's something that you've worked on and, and, and that you do. So it's that in itself is very valuable. So congratulations. I like this, these projects because there's a lot of them going on. <laughs> They're wonderful. Um, so uh, I, I have, oh, a couple more questions. What is the one personal habit that has contributed to your success? I would say learning. Um, I can't help it. I'm absolutely, I would say it borders on addiction. Sometimes I have to tell myself, you're not taking any courses for three months, Scarlett. <laughs> you're just going to apply what you've learned and take a break. Um, mm -hmm. I love learning. I love reading. I'm surrounded by books. Um, you know, I'm trying to get, because I'm moving house at the moment, it's been really tough to part with my books and I've had to do it in phases. 
it's like, and, and I have to have homes for them as well. I have to dis designate a home for each book or each set of books um, because I just love, I love having knowledge around me. And now I'm shifting from hard books to eBooks. So they're not going away, they're still there. Um, it's that, it's just a learning for me. I keep learning. And whenever I face a problem, I don't see it as a problem. I just see it as something that I don't know. And then I just go off and start learning how to solve it. Um, even when I'm, you know, bogged down emotionally, it doesn't last very long because I just straight away, I go into this program, well, there's a solution, I just need to find it. Um, and that's because I'm a learner, I'm just chronic learner and loving it all the time, just finding out new things and growing as a person and sharing as well what I know and my love of learning with other people because um, it was only recently that I realized that a lot of people don't read for whatever reasons, they don't wanna read or they don't wanna learn, they don't enjoy taking courses, they don't enjoy studying um, or finding out things. They want someone to give them the solution. They want someone else to go away and do that research and bring that package of products and services to them that's gonna make their life easier. Um, once I knew that, I was like, wow, um, those people are made for me. <laughs> because, <laughs> tell me your problem and I'll go away there and, and make a package for you and bring it back um, with the knowledge and skills that you need because it's what I enjoy doing. So yeah, I love the fact that, that you say that if you, you don't see anything as a problem, you just see it as a learning you know, opportunity. So that's, that's great. I love that. I've never seen it that way either, you know. This isn't a problem, <laughs> this is a learning opportunity. That's wonderful, thank you for that. Um, and uh, what is the most important lesson that life has taught you? Be you, <sighs> do it as early as possible. Because every route you take away from being you, it just delays um, so many things. It delays your development, it delays happiness. If you believe there's such a thing to achieve as happiness, um, it delays, I think even meeting the right people, being in the right environment, you know, things like that. Just when you're going off and trying to be a different person from who you really are or trying to convince people um, things about yourself, trying to get things that aren't for you really just in order to win, <laughs> you know, things like that. Um, if I'd known that at a young age and stuck to that at a young age, I think that I would have avoided um, certain barriers that just didn't need to be in my way. Um, and I think that's something that I le you learn through wisdom is just be yourself. The whole package, the good, the bad and the ugly, just be that and live that and, and do it in the best way that you can. And everything else will fall into place. Well, th this is what you're saying is also very important because I, I find the be you uh, part of what I believe that education should change, you know, because whatever it is that we need to give uh, children, whether, as I say, from the time they're in the womb or when they start walking or whatever is, is that confidence to be you, you know, is to be themselves. And, and this is where I, I wish and I hope to see the big change in education in general, not only school education, but education as parents, education as people, as, you know, I mean, what do we do when we see a little kid? I mean, we, we help them, we learn, we teach them, we, 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 we give them the support. You know, and, and that isn't quite there yet. It's still a, a, oftentimes a world where uh, people just tell children what they need to do. That's it, you know? So that's, that's my wish for the change in education also. So, well, Godly, is there anything else you'd like to add? No, I think that's a great place to end, isn't it? That's a great message to leave 
people with all the time. So yeah, it's thank, thank you very much for having me, Diana. It's really a pleasure. Oh, it's been so nice and so uh, exciting to learn about so many different things, you know, and, and to be able to even talk about them. That's, that's what I like about <laughs> the podcasting and having guests. <laughs> so yeah. I hope to see you soon. Thank you so much for coming on and being my guest. Bye, Carla. We'll see you soon. Bye. Um, I was trying, I don't, I'm still recording. Let's see. Oh.